When it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going, but there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E-F-O-O-D-S.com. Just a reminder that Diet Starts Tomorrow is a podcast for entertainment purposes only. It is not a medical podcast and does not constitute medical advice. Always seek the advice of a physician or a health professional. Betches Media presents Diet Starts Tomorrow. I stand behind my decision to avoid salad and other disgusting things. With me, Remy Casimir. I'll have what she's having. And me, Emily Lubin. Remember, choose like you have a secret. We're here to amuse your boosh. Hello, and welcome to Diet Starts Tomorrow. I'm Emily. And I'm Remy. And today we're joined by stand-up comedian, fellow Betch, and host of the Call Waiting Podcast. Welcome to the podcast, Robin Shaw. Hi, thank Woo! you for having me. We're oh my so God. psyched about this one. So I'm excited psyched. to be here. This one has been a long time coming, but again, like this is kind of an exclusive. Yeah, Robin I, doesn't really do other I people's saying, podcasts. I, I love doing my podcast, mm-hmm. you know, but I, I don't go on a lot of podcasts. It's just, it's a lot, you it's know. Lot. And yeah. so, but I love your guys' podcast. And I thought this was perfect. We oh. love yours. It, it's so perfect. I mean, you're the perfect fit for this show because you talk a lot about body image and you're all about vulnerability. Mm-hmm. What was your relationship with body image like growing up? So, oh my God, it's such a long complex. So I'll start talking, but you guys just intervene. Sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. So when by the age of six, I started wearing leg braces like Forrest Gump because I have Cute. a bone disease. Okay. So my outer appearance started right, like awareness started mm. at six years old, which is very young for people to be so aware of how people are perceiving their looks, yeah. you know? But by six years old, I knew everyone was judging me on how I looked on the outside. People, yeah. kids, some kids didn't want to play with me or adults were nervous of me, whatever about Breaking me. Breaking you. Yeah, or did, thought I would be contagious, which I which I wasn't, but didn't want me to play with their kid. Like, so I was very early on, very well aware that my Outer appearance plays a role in how people treat me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And I know that's not weight, but it's the awareness of the body. Mm -hmm. And because I wore these leg braces, I had all these bone problems. I was very inactive. And so I just got heavier and heavier. And my, my parents, who are great parents one of the awards I would get for going to doctor's appointments or the surgeries or is food, you know, it's mm-hmm. like, uh-huh. okay, if you, you know, after you get your blood, blood drawn, you get a Snickers, you yeah. know, it's like a gift. it's a gift, but it was very food oriented. Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah, and then I just wasn't active, so I just got heavier, heavier, and heavier. You didn't run, Forrest, run your way no. out of the places. Yeah, like how he became a runner, yeah. I became a sitter. Yeah. <laughs> you sat cross-country. Professional yes, exactly. sitting. The leg braces came off, and I did no sports. You know? <laughs> so then uh, I just got increasingly heavier, but I... 
that's what I never, with leg braces, I didn't mind having them. And same thing with being overweight. Like I didn't mind. I've always had a lot of friends and I've always loved dating and found men who liked me even in high school, whatever. Mm -hmm. So I never saw overweight as a negative as much as I know other people sometimes do. So yeah. that's such an interesting distinction I know, that I think I a know. lot of kids I don't have a, make. I have so many feelings about like when people, um, I, well, we get there. But anyway, yeah. so the, continuing. So I then went to college and then freshman, sophomore year, I put on a lot of weight because I had a really good time. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was eating you know. and drinking. And then I hit like a brand new um, hundreds digit and I'm, I'm 4'11". So I'm a, a, you know, a little person. Quite petite. So to being that weight, the same year my mom became diabetic and then my dad's dad died of diabetes. So like we have diabetes on both sides of the family. And then my dad had stents put in his heart. And I was like, oh, mm. this is not good. Like I I really, the, the start of the weight loss journey was not on um, physical like wanting to look attractive. It was more of like, I was getting scared of yeah, my health. Yeah. So my best friend who was a personal trainer at UConn, I was in UConn at the time and he was a fitness instructor. Um, I was like, I'm going to lose weight this summer. Can you tell me some exercises to do? Oh, and money. he said, um, you know, just go, do like the elliptical for 30 minutes and here's three arm exercises. He knew if he gave me too much, it was not going to happen. And then that summer I was up in Ithaca with my best friend for the summer and I was very like insecure about going to the gym because I didn't know how machines work. You had and, never moved in your life. Yeah, exactly. And gyms could be I very think that intimidating. Is a good thing for him to give you just one, like yeah, a few little things simple. to work on. And also I found a 24 hour gym and I went at 4.30 in the morning every day because I didn't Whoa. want people to see me. Like I was like, because oh. I was insecure and I was like. At like your skill. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> my skill yeah. level. And I didn't know if I'd be made fun of. I didn't know mm -hmm. the cult gym culture. So I was like, I'll go at 4.30 in the morning and it became a routine and that first summer, I lost 30 pounds. So then I went back to UConn. I took a class because I was like, now I'm all confident. I'm 30 pounds. And the class was too hard because mm -hmm. like I lost 30 pounds, but I still wasn't. I still had ways to go. And so what I, kind of losing class, weight doesn't make you coordinated. Exactly. And yeah. it was a hard class. Yeah. It was like a bodybuilding class yeah. or, oh, you know, okay. a cardio. Who in the hell knows? How did you initially figure out the machines? Did you like well, look it, it up? Elliptical. You know, you could just figure oh, okay. it out. <laughs> so you just said, he gave me very simple you stuck instructions. To the simple but exercises. the heavier you are and without doing exercise prior, it didn't take much for me mm -hmm. to lose the 30 pounds. Mm -hmm. um, so then when I went back to school and I was like, oh wait, all these classes are too hard for me. So then I got certified to teach group fitness so that I could teach at UConn <laughs> and so that I could do my own class. And at, you know how it's like yeah. those who can't wed plan? Yeah. It was like those who can't do the class need to teach the exactly. class. Exactly. <laughs> and so I started teaching and at first, no, I because I was much heavier heavier than any other instructor. Mm -hmm. People would walk in and walk out being like, this is the instructor. But then- Which I hate, because you never know. You never know, because I was a really good instructor. Yeah. And like, I would push people, but I was funny. I was, it was a fun class. Mm -hmm. So within a couple months, my classes were packed. And then it became like the hot class to take. I did that for the, last, the next two years. Then I- lost in total 85 pounds and I had Whoa. all this extra skin. So I asked my parents if I get the skin removal. My dad said, we'll pay for it if you keep the weight off for a year. He was scared I would do it and then mm -hmm. and then put it back on. So I said, okay. And then when I graduated, I um, got certified to do personal training. I walked into a gym, New York Sports Club. Sorry, they'll never sponsor me anyway. But I, um, 
he was like, I asked him if I was going to have mostly female clients. And he goes, no, your job is to be cute and flirt. So you probably have more men. Walked out. And I said, I'll just open up my own business. See what he can yeah. do. Yeah. And so <laughs> I came in in a home <laughs> personal trainer. And so then I started gaining clients and going to their homes. And I loved that because I'd work one-on-one. Mm-hmm. And my whole thing was... Not about how much weight you lost. Like, I didn't care. I was trying to tell them it doesn't matter about that. It's about being healthy and feeling good about yourself. Yeah. Because you could be a bigger sized person and be really healthy. Totally. And you could be really skinny and unhealthy. The two actually don't. It depends on your body type. Yeah. Well, and, and also you touched on this, but like if you don't feel confident in the gym, that could keep you from going at exactly. all, and then your journey never starts. But most people that we hear about not feeling confident in the gym, it's like, oh, I. It's because I don't look like everybody else. But I think mm-hmm. that that point of like. I'm not good enough at gym. Yeah. Yet. I yeah, don't want people to make both. fun of like. I'm sure it's both. Yeah. Because like, yeah, it's scary. It's, intim- it's so intimidating Did if you, you don't know what you're doing. Did you get better at gym though? Like, oh yeah. Because I, I took all these certifications. So, so like, when you take the certifications though, they teach you how to use every form, machine. Every like, fo- yeah. Yeah. All the machines. And like as I was going to the gym more and more, I did learn more. And again, mm-hmm. my friend who is a personal trainer would also give me tips. I'd look up on YouTube. I mean, there mm-hmm. was, or then I was able to start taking other classes as I was getting in better shape. I would pick up Things. I love that. So then I was doing in-home training for a few years. I did end up getting the surgery to remove the extra skin. It was the, and remember, I've had a lot of surgeries from my, for my bones. Mm-hmm. This was 10 times more painful than anything. I was going to say, I've heard oh it's my God. super painful. Like one of the most painful surgeries. Yeah, they're cutting you from hip to hip. Like remember, because they're removing all the skin. How long does it take to recover from that? It was like a three-week recovery. Then you could start walking. But I would say it's like three months. But you were already you. really skilled in sitting. So you have yeah. like <laughs> Although a at this point, I was ex- obsessed with working right. out. Because at this point, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been it's been three years since I had started my health journey. Mm-hmm. So I was actually almost to the extreme. I was started going the other way where I was like a little too obsessed. With, Maybe uh, addicted to the gym a little yeah, bit. Yeah, and feeling healthy. You know, mm-hmm. I was like, I didn't want to eat any. Also, I definitely have an addictive personality. So when I'm trying to eat healthy, I can't eat one cookie. I don't have that ability. I mm-hmm. have to eat 10. Like I don't, yeah. I don't have, it's, it's like a black or white mindset. Yeah, it's like how a lot of people who drink or do drugs that have addiction can't have one drink. Mm-hmm. I, people don't realize that with food addiction, you say, I, I can't have a cookie. And like, you could have one Robin. I'm like, no, I can't. Cause I don't know how to stop after one. Now I've gotten a much healthier relationship with food. But at that point mm-hmm. I couldn't cause I still, I'd lost the weight, but I still didn't have a good relationship with food. Mm-hmm. So then how yeah. did you heal that relationship then? Because We've talked mm. about like food addiction and that idea of it. Yeah. And Emily. I had um, food addiction. Yeah. Like major. Yeah. I yeah. could never, I would open up a family size bag of those Keebler cookies yeah. and I would not stop until it was empty. Yeah. But then I, I eventually realized it was because I was trying to restrict mm-hmm. that then whenever I allowed myself to have it, I would go absolutely nuts. Yeah. So then when I stopped restricting, it kind of just solved itself. Yeah, it's so funny. I've heard a lot of people say that. Bethany Frankel kind of said something similar. Like, I just allow myself. I think some people are that and some Bethany people Frankel. aren't. You know? Like, yeah. I feel like each person is different, their mm-hmm. relationship with food. I don't think there's like a yeah. one answer thing. For me, I'm trying to think like what healed it. Um, I think age, honestly. Mm. I think I stopped becoming so obsessed with one way or the other. I found like this really nice medium of I live a majority healthy life, but I also allow myself room to play and have a good time. But I also know I go, I, I fluctuate, you know, and yeah. like, what I'm like so lucky though, that 
you know, during the pandemic when it went viral, I had I gained all these new followers. And it's when I kind of stopped talking about weight and exercise online because it's I it's so much in my head when I'm when I gain and when I lose and da, 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 that I don't need another two hundred thousand people to be like, wait, I thought you were dieting. Oh, but oh, you know, yeah. so yeah. and and if you put yourself online, you are opening yourself to that. So I very rarely talk about. Like I know the two of you were saying, you didn't know I was a personal trainer. No, I had no idea. I don't talk about it because if I do, it opens up the floodgates of people going, oh, um, you said you were going to work out. Now you're not working out. Or did you put on weight? Oh, did you lose weight? I don't want people commenting on my body. Totally. Either way. You know, I think that's actually how I kind of. I think had a better relationship with food was I stopped making it the center of my life and I kind of not my brand and it's in my head still I'm definitely still have an addictive personality but overall um I kind of didn't make that like the focal you know that's interesting because we've talked about that too like as entertainers and specifically comedians you kind of you sometimes lean into the thing that makes you sick yeah like because it's (laughs) funny because it's what what you've learned to to have a sense of humor yeah. about. So then that like prevents you from actually getting your life together. Cause yeah. you're like, but it's funny. Yeah. And that's right. Cause oh, still yeah. when my stand up, uh, there's a lot of self deprecating humor. I don't really, I'm not like a observational comic. Yeah. It's all about <laughs> me. And since my body, my voice, my family, my dating, all that's free game in my uh, stand up, there is a lot of weight stuff. And I recently was on the Shari Shepard show and a lot of the material was weight stuff. And I had some interesting comments because a lot of my fans aren't used to that, Robin. Yeah. That's stand-up, Robin, where anything's free right. game. I keep that away from the internet because I don't want, you know, all the opinions on my body and, and thoughts like that. That's literally, it was my my New Year's resolution to post more stand-up and oh, yeah. not be worried about what people are going to say about yeah. my body. But then that's just, I'm worried about trolls. When you're actually talking about your body and you're making people like, there are some comics that they have made their weight loss journey like part of their brand. Yeah. And I'm, that must be like a... Uh, very difficult thing to upkeep. Yeah, I think there's so many influencers who are like body positivity influencers. Mm -hmm. And I see after a while they get a breaking point because it's like so much. What do you do on a day when you're not feeling great? Exactly. And to then have people commenting, whether it's on your body or how you're treating your body, it's just it's a lot, Mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. This episode is brought to you by Newly. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick, but can't always find the super high-end stuff? I have a solution for you, Newly. Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for this season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. Newly is a subscription clothing rental service. For just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles each month. Access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands. There are no fees, late fees, damage fees, or fees to pause or cancel. They also have inclusive sizing up to 5X as well as petite and maternity. And you always have the option to buy what you love. I love Newly. I've rented so many cute things from there, and I've even made a few purchases from there. And They're always spot on. They have so many brands that I honestly could never afford in real life. So it's great to be able to rent them. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now, you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code DST20. Just go to Newly, that's N U U L Y dot com. 
and enter the code DST20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y dot com, Newly with two U's, with code DST20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. Warmer weather is finally back. After so many cold months, it's nice to get outside and soak up the sun, but the springtime always brings those unwanted guests, pollen and seasonal allergies. April showers bring spring flowers and sniffly noses and stuffed up sinuses. Luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. I suffer from seasonal allergies. I just had them hit the other day. I couldn't breathe through my nose at all. And I popped a Claritin and it was like night and day. I'm a huge fan of Claritin. I use it on the regular and it always helps when we're making that transition from winter to spring, which is when my allergies flare up. Mainly it's my sinuses that get so clogged and the Claritin just clears it right up. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients and just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy throat and nose, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Ready to live your life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. You used to post more videos, I think, of yourself working out, like I, in I the used gym. to do that all the time. Yeah. I mean, like it would be half comedy, half workout. But especially when I was still a personal trainer, I would do a lot of like balancing on those exercise balls. I would do all these like crazy things mm-hmm. at the yeah. gym and I'd post that all the time. And then the second I started getting a following, I cut all that out. Mm-hmm. That's so interesting. Yeah. yeah, but I remember seeing them because I think what was so striking about it is you're so small. Like you said, you're 4'11". <laughs> yeah. And you would be using these machines that were like eight times your size. Yeah, I would do the craziest stuff at the gym. I have insane balance. So I would do these crazy tricks at the gym. Um, what? Yeah. <laughs> like, do you know those big exercise balls? Yeah. So I stand on them while, what? like, doing, like, whatever Which with weights. Which is so hard. I mean, maybe you have, a lo- you have a lower center of gravity, maybe. Yeah. I can. I could never do I that. I wonder if it has to do with the leg braces. I was going to say. Maybe. But, like, my, I'm very self-aware of my entire body. Mm-hmm. So I know how to center it. I, who the hell knows? <laughs> you know who yeah. else is 4'11"? Who? Danny DeVito. Yeah, did you know that? I didn't. I, I didn't know that. <laughs> I looked it up the other day because I watched Twins and I was like, is Arnold Schwarzenegger just like really tall or is Danny DeVito like pretty small? When it's I was at Sleepaway Camp, this girl didn't like me and she's like, you look like Danny DeVito as the penguin in Batman Returns. No, that is not what I was but saying. But I, like, I loved the line so much that it, I remembered it and that it ended up in my stand-up years later. <laughs> you know, that's so funny because I think that's also a line from Mean Girls. Like, Danny DeVito, I love your work. Yeah. <laughs> Damien, Damien says to somebody oh, yeah, in the yeah, bathroom yeah. like to get her to leave the bathroom. He's like, Danny DeVito, I love your work. Definitely a body shaming comment. But- 100%. <laughs> but it doesn't bother me when I, like, I find, Tony, do you know who Regina DeChico is? She's a comedian. Mm-mm. No. Ah, she's so funny. And she's also my best friend. We recently talked about how we both have uh, weight self-deprecating humor. Yeah. And for us, it's a coping method. Even though I know in 2023, people don't like 
weight jokes, which is fine. You don't have to. But for us, it's a coping method. It makes us feel good. And we we're talking about how when we were younger, there were comics, whether it was Roseanne Barr, Rosie O'Donnell, who did the self-deprecating weight humor. Mm-hmm. And it, we liked it because we saw ourselves in them. And it was comforting. And as adults, we do that. And even though, again, in 2023, everyone's very sensitive, but we're in 2024 now. Oh, we are in 2024. Oh my god, I forgot. Jeez. I know. Are we allowed to make weight jokes in 2024? <laughs> if it's an even Where do we year, stand on that. They're back in for 2024, baby. <laughs> what I always think is so interesting, though, is that like that you're coming from a place of it never stopped you from having friends. It never stopped you from having any romantic things. So what what is self deprecating about it? Like what's bad about it to you? So there really isn't. That's why I have no okay. problems like making fun of myself. It's it's funny. I find, okay, I don't, like to your point, I don't see weight as a positive or a negative description mm-hmm. of someone. So whether I was making fun of brown hair or blonde hair, brown eyes, blonde hair, it's just skinny something or that fat, exists. those are all descriptions of people. Other yeah. people put negative. Like if, if someone was like, oh my God, you look so skinny. No one hears that as a negative. But if someone walked in right now and was like, oh my God, you're so fat. Everyone would be like, go fuck yourself. Oh, sorry, am I looking <laughs> <laughs> Of course. course. Like, everyone would be like, see, that a negative. And I'm like, that's other, it's a description of a person. Yeah. So when I make fun of whatever it is about me, it's not necessarily a negative thing. I'm making fun of me, just like I sometimes make fun. I make fun of every aspect of me. And sometimes my weight fluctuates, so the joke may not let. When I'm little, I get 10 pounds on me makes such a difference. Mm-hmm. When I'm 10 pounds heavier, I look chubby. When I'm 10 pounds lighter, I look fit, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when I know when I make the same joke when I'm 10 pounds lighter, it doesn't land. Yeah. And then when I make the same joke when I'm 10 pounds heavier, it lands. But again, it's not, it's because to me, it, neither is, it's not negative, but. It's what how other people perceive it. And I understand that. Totally. I, which I would never, ever, ever make a joke about someone else's body appearance. Skinny, fat, chubby, blonde, brunette. No, I won't do that. Mm-hmm. But for me, I'm free game. You, you can know? say whatever you want about yeah. yourself. Yeah, I think so. Other people. I don't know if I've ever <laughs> talked about this, but there was a guy who was doing stand-up one night and he was talking, all of his jokes were about how big he was. Mm-hmm. And he was bombing. Nobody was laughing at it. And I went up to him after and I said, did you lose weight recently? He said, yeah, I've lost like a lot of weight in the last year. I said, you're not, you don't look like what these jokes are anymore. Unfortunately, like you have to go back to the drawing board. And he did. And he like thanked me like another year later. He was like, yeah, like I didn't realize why I kept bombing. And it wasn't, it's because I didn't look like what I kept saying. Like he wasn't. He wasn't big enough for those jokes. But do you know what's interesting is he probably didn't see himself any differently, Mm -hmm. which is actually another thing that I wanted to ask you, because with that big weight loss, um, when I when I had a big weight loss, I noticed more than anything else that I felt pretty much the exact same after Uh like my self-esteem was the same and my perception of myself was the same. Like, I think I was a little more confident, but but not as much as I thought I would be. And I'm curious what your experience was. Again, because my original weight loss wasn't about my, I've always been very confident with how I looked, you know? So So it didn't make a difference. Yeah, so when I I lost weight or gained weight, it didn't really change my dating life. It didn't really change my friend group. It didn't change, it didn't change much socially. So no, I just came more neurotic about it, but not, mm, but yeah. more about the process or, or the ritual of the addiction, not necessarily how I felt about my looks. Yeah. But Do again, you, I still, I don't, I don't see one size or the other as a positive or a negative. So to me, 
It wasn't like I was going to lose weight and then have better self-esteem because I didn't see being heavy as a negative. Did you, Do you think yeah. your parents impacted that? Oh, oh totally. <laughs> Did yeah. they like they just encourage like you? you to just be who you were? Oh, yeah, because and- again, the, it, it started with the leg braces. Like, oh, if someone doesn't want to be friends with you, oh, they're jealous. Do you know how cool you are? <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? There was no, um, oh, well, maybe they, they're scared of, you know, no, it was like, oh, well, that's because you have the coolest leg, everyone, you know. Aww. Yeah, yeah. That's so sweet. Okay, so I, I kind of think I know how you would answer this question because this is something that we think about a lot is like on a casting call when it's like a disgusting person, ugly person, whatever. You, um, were cast as somebody called Fat Bitch Eating Cake yeah. <laughs> in a music video with ASAP Ferg and ASAP Rocky. And basically your role in that video is a fat bitch eating cake. Is a yeah. fat bitch eating cake. And in the email to get the role, you said, I'm not that fat, but I can eat cake better than anyone. <laughs> yep. Can you tell us what your technique was when it came to eating cake? <laughs> <laughs> well, just like how I was not very active, I was a, a master at eating. Mm-hmm. And again, I saw this ad. I think they sell uh, actors access. That's when you like self-submit. Yeah, yeah. So I saw a breakdown. They said, we. Ha- they didn't say what rapper. They just said for a rap video, oh. we need, uh, it said, uh, we need a heavy set woman. It was like, they didn't say the word fat, but it was oh, like okay. plus size, whatever, however they said it. Um, woman who feels comfortable making fun of their body type and eating cake on camera. Mm. So then I wrote back and I was like, look, I'm not that fat. <laughs> but <laughs> I was like, I eat cake better than anyone. And then the kids was wrote back and she's like, I'm laughing so hard i just sent your message to the producer they said you got it you can do it you mm-hmm. know oh you didn't even need to audition and I imagine i'd like send in a <laughs> video of me eating um so yeah and so i went it was so fun yeah so you were comfortable with that yeah to begin I, with yeah again it was like funny i was eating cake and, yeah. and asap rocky was chasing me around and licking cake off me and all the rappers were so amused that i was like making them laugh which is what yeah. i love mm-hmm. doing so again like yeah the joke was my weight i don't care like again weight to me is not a negative or a positive mm-hmm. that was what we were joking about you know so yeah and you just get to eat cake i get to eat cake and probably make- none of the other uh video girls got to do that no they did not get <laughs> to eat <laughs> and not only that like here are these these big guys you know and I was making them laugh and that as a comic there's no better yeah. feeling than people who wouldn't necessarily be your target audience like cracking them up mm-hmm. and I was like oh this is amazing so they could have been making fun of my weight they could have been making fun of my voice I didn't care I was making them laugh so it wasn't an insult to me how was yeah. the cake Terrible because it was cherry chocolate. You know, it's so funny. This was like 10 years ago and I still remember what like cake it was. It was so bad. <laughs> I relate to that so much. I remember like bad desserts. Yeah. Like they the stay actual with you. cake left a worse taste yeah, in your mouth exactly. than the experience. Wait, so exactly. cherry chocolate. It was cherry chocolate. And so then uh, being me, I was like, can we get regular chocolate? And he's like, no, the cherry chocolate looks better on camera. Mm. It shows up darker. It's like the worst flavor of oh cake. Oh my gosh. The what? Anytime there's like cherry inside a chocolate, it's I'm like, the I'll worst. pass. Yeah, My like, sister and I used to play chocolate roulette. Like, you know, when that? you get different kinds of chocolate in a different box. And instead of looking at like the guide, you just like, oh, just grab go one. for it. Yeah. yeah. And it was like, whoever got the cherry one was like a loser. And like, you didn't have a punishment because that was your punishment. <laughs> that <laughs> because is a punishment. that cherry syrup that they put in desserts, it's like, it's oh. almost like medicine. Yes. You know, yeah. it's not, it's it doesn't even taste like cherry. Yeah. It is time. It's time <laughs> It's Robitussin. Which, um, 
low key is not that bad on the scale of cough no, syrup. No, Robitussin by itself. It's I'm like fine. amazing, but, but I'm chocolate. like, don't give me a dessert and it's actually Robitussin. So did you take anything away from that experience? Like it, it sounds like you had a sense of humor to begin with about it. But yeah, like- it was great. And then it, it was in my stand up for years, like talking about it. I um, the first video ever I had to like break over a million views was me telling the story on TikTok. I told mm. the story and I was like, years later, this is still gold. You know, yeah. I think you have to have a sense of humor about you know, yourself. For sure. And I've seen that video. It's so good. You're not in too much of it, oh, no, but like you make a statement. Oh yeah, totally. For sure. <laughs> You're like in a robe and curlers. Yeah, if you, you want to watch it, this song's called Shaba. Skip to two minutes and 30 seconds. Oh, <laughs> nice. You have the timestamp oh, yeah, readily available. Yeah. All the time. <laughs> when it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going, but there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E-F-O-O-D-S.com. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. What I love about Shopify is basically how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. I know we use Shopify here at Betches, and honestly, anyone with any kind of business could really benefit from Shopify. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklyn, and, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com betches, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash betches now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash betches. So you mentioned this, but you did go viral a couple years ago. Yeah. And it was basically a video of you reading your New Year's resolutions for the year 2020. Yeah. Not having any yeah, idea. I wrote it in 2019. Yeah. So you wrote it in 2019 for 2020, but yeah. obviously we didn't have any idea of the shit storm that that year would turn right. out to be with lockdown like and everything. My one resolution is go outside. Yeah, it was like, it was like be more social yeah. and <laughs> be more so- lose weight lose and weight cry, was on oh, there. cry less. You know, it was like. And uh, 
I, I mean, it opened up a lot of opportunities for you because it went really viral. Clearly, a lot of people found it really relatable. You went on The View because of it. And, and so why do you think so many people related to it so much? I think, okay, so this was like, again, the peak of the pandemic. And people, so, okay, so the punchline of the video, again, it wasn't a punchline. This was really happening. Like, what happened was I was drunk in my studio apartment, literally on the verge of a breakdown. Like, you know, I, my apartment was yeah. tiny. I wasn't making money. I didn't know how I was going to pay rent. And then also both my grandmas died during the pandemic. Oh my God. Three weeks apart from each other. So I was like, oh I was like hitting a low point, right? So when I, when I found this journal, I'm like laughing so hard reading everything. And so I'm, I mean, I was like, I have to post this on TikTok, right? So I, yeah. I press play and I'm reading it and I'm saying, lose weight. I'm like, guys, I gained so much weight. Be more social. And, I was like, and the last line, and I'm laughing so hard, I can't even get the words out. I was like, the last thing says, spend more time with my grandma. And like, oh I can't even God. get it out. because I'm, like, so I'm like, she died, right? <laughs> and so then I posted it. And like up until that point, I would get maybe 100 views on a video. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, I sure. So this was... The resolutions that you had written down in, in 2019, like 2019, or and then you read it in the middle of the pa- in, in 2020. I found it in like March or it like was November 2020. Oh my god! So it was like we <laughs> yeah. were in shut down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, um, and then uh, I posted it, and it just went super viral. And I think the reason was two things: one, it was just so relatable. That was every mm-hmm. everyone was crying more. Everyone was was not working out. A- and everyone's grandma's died. Yeah. It, was, it was the pandemic that killed <laughs> yeah. old people, yeah. which was like the perfect ending to that was like, <laughs> like literally I said, spend more time with old people and the, op, you know, so yeah. it was just yeah. so one, I just think it was so relatable Two, people weren't laughing yet about the pandemic because we were too, and you know, usually mm-hmm. they say tragedy plus time equals comedy. Yes. It, it was like right at the right moment. We were just right. It was like the perfect storm because we weren't ready to. It was like earlier. a little dip in death. So yeah. Like, well, also, about no, November. I feel like that's things had just started to kind of open up a little and bit. The election had just ended. Mm. The twenty twenty mm. election and celebrities were doing a terrible job entertaining because remember the studio, yeah. everything was shut down. So they were just some talk shows virtually. Movies were down, but when in the talk shows. They were doing it from their home in their pajamas. Like they weren't even <laughs> delivering. The quality sucked. So people were really looking to TikTok for entertainment. And people on TikTok were doing an amazing job. Yeah, because people at home, ki- like ki- kids. Us. Kids. 35-year-old <laughs> yeah, kids. We know how to use the phone better than these big celebrities that have never made a video in their lives. So it was like just the perfect song. People were ready to laugh about this. Uh, people were on their phones. Everything was shut down. The election was over. It was like the perfect storm mm-hmm. for it to go so viral did any of the virality make you like want to go inward or did it just aspire nope. you upward okay <laughs> yeah I've been doing this I, I majored it as an actor yeah. in college and then I did that for a few years while I was personal training and then I started doing stand-up because I was like I'm not getting any acting jobs like I just started doing stand-up because I thought it would open more doors and then I did stand-up for 10 years interesting until the You're viral like an LA and then- actor yeah. That their manager is like, you should do stand-up yeah. just to diversify. Mm. Um, pretty much. But then what happened was like after a year of doing stand-up, I was making a living at it. So I was yeah. like, oh, forget acting. Yeah. This is stand-up's what I should be doing. And then, so when I went viral, I'd been 
working my whole life towards this. Like mm-hmm. I, it was like, oh, okay, it's here. I'm ready. And mm-hmm. I, because I was going live every day, because I was making content every day, because I was doing stand up, I was ready. So when I was getting asked to go on the Drew Barrymore show or interviewed by Katie Couric, I was so sharp at being a comedian. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it was just the perfect storm, really. That's unreal. No, because I feel like a lot of people, they'll go viral and like, this, this is all I've ever wanted. But then they immediately feel like, there's too many eyes on me now, actually. Yeah. No, I don't have. <laughs> there awesome. aren't enough eyes on you. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, how have I not had a million followers yet? Um, speaking of resolutions, did you make any resolutions for 2024? So I don't, but with my followers, we make a group list that oh, we've done for fun. the last three years. Oh, okay. And it's always like wild things and we always cross everything off. And it's like everything from like meet Oprah to run a 5K. So we, we put everything on the, you know, we should put like 10 to 15 cool. things. Are those two actual things from That was from year? two years ago. Okay. And we crossed both off. <sighs> That's amazing. Wait, like the followers themselves met Oprah and ran a 5K? No. So what happens is like I put up a box. Like uh-huh. what should we do? We yeah. put on. No, they live vicariously through yeah. me. But I. <laughs> Wait, so they give you resolutions to do? Yeah. And Remy thought oh every my- single one of them got to meet Oprah. <laughs> no, no, no. That's not what I thought. I thought that one of them was like, I want to meet Oprah. And you were like. Great. Good yeah, for you. And then you we were make like, a list check in with me. On the like inside of my closet door, we write it on the door. And then a- a- throughout the year, we just cross one thing off after the next. Oh my God. It's like a uh it's like a group activity. What's that thing you did, Lauren, the other day? The manifestation board? Uh, vision board. Vision yeah, board. It's, it's a manifestation mm-hmm. vision call it, board we call from it manifestation other people. goals list. Yeah. Yeah. We want you to meet Oprah. Yeah. And so then and then a couple of weeks later, randomly, I get a call. Oh my God, Oprah is a big fan. She's launching her website. She wants you to be her first interview. And I was like, okay. What? And then like, but I take my followers along with me. Yeah. So they feel like every time we cross something off, it's like such a big deal to all of us because they made, it was one of them who yeah. put it on the door. That's We're actually doing nuts. it tonight. Tonight I put up, well, actually, when did, I don't know when this comes out, but we did it last <laughs> week. Yeah. <laughs> but when the recording is, you're going to have to find it out. Oh, okay. I, maybe I'll participate in that. That sounds fun. What? I'm going to tell you to do something disgusting. No, I'm just kidding. But, but here's what's good is so they give suggestions. So it'll be like thousands will come in and then I pick the 15. You filter it out. So okay. I'm not going to like, if someone's like, you know, eat garbage. <laughs> well, that's <just> not. <laughs> Well, you know what? Speaking of eating yeah. garbage, I do. I have another question for you. Yeah. Something related to eating garbage. <laughs> it's not really, but you know, kind of. Okay. You make these videos and I always watch oh, them. Yes. I think they're hilarious where you pour vodka directly into containers ice of ice cream, cream yeah. and then you eat it and you're always in your bathtub. Yeah. And it's hilarious because usually you like stitch it with other people's videos and yeah. they're like really sincere and then you're oversharing. It's like a whole vibe. Yeah. But- is that a snack that you actually enjoy? Yeah, it's really cool. <laughs> well, it's like it's a whole thing. So one, like, there's something about like being in your tub. Most people have their breakdowns in the shower. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I say most. Okay, I don't <laughs> like, never discuss this with anyone else. But a lot of times, like, if I'm having a hard time, it's when I'm in the shower. I finally start crying yeah. and breaking yeah. down. It's so there's something about being in the bathroom. Well, because you're isolated. Yes. I totally know what you. I, I've cried in the shower many a time. Yeah. And also, you're already wet, so exactly. it like feels right. And there's something very vulnerable. You're alone. You're naked. Like so. It's also like a classic trope in movies of people yeah. like curled up crying in the tub and exactly. so you feel like there's something cinematic about it's it. It's so pitiful totally. but like yeah. in a good totally, way. Totally, totally. Yeah. Uh, so it's very so I started doing these 
this is again before I went viral. This is back on Periscope days. Do you remember Periscope? Oh my god! What, yeah, what a flash in the pan. Yeah. So I used to go live on Periscope every day. I had a very small following, but they were great. Like we'd go live every day, and a lot of times I'd sit in the tub and have talks with them because it was like. My, oh, you know why we used to do it? I was dating this guy who was like not into social media. And during, wait, what was the big storm? Was it um, Irene or whatever? Yeah. He like mm. lost his home in in Long Beach. So he was staying with me in my tiny studio. So when I wanted to go live, I had to go into the bathroom and sit in my tub. So, so the that live, he didn't know about it. He would, but like I just I didn't want to be. It's awkward to do yeah, it in front of it. Yeah, yeah. Someone who's like not into social media watch you live stream is the so worst. embarrassing. Yeah, yeah. the worst. Yeah, it was. I would always be like, oh, you should take a Tylenol PM. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I started live streaming from the tub, and it was like my safe place. So when I started doing these videos, it was only fitting to do it in the tub. And then I. I've made ice cream and vodka like floats before mm-hmm. and they're delicious. <laughs> Does it float like a float? It's without the bubbles? No, no. It's it's really just ice cream and vodka. Okay. <laughs> it's kind of like, you know, it's actually kind of trendy. Places have boozy milkshakes yeah. now. I see them this everywhere. It's like the non-bougie version, you know. Mm-hmm. Um and I just think like visually there's something it's a bo- both vodka and ice cream is comfort food. So while I'm doing these videos that are oversharing, it's fitting that there's mm-hmm. a comfort food drink yeah. with me in my comfort spot. It all, the visual is to make so that the story is in its right spot. It's all, you know, it's it's putting together a sketch, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm not like sitting there getting drunk making this. Sure. I was going to say, like, do you actually, <laughs> like, after a few bites, you must really feel that. You've- yeah. Well, especially when I'm making these videos, sometimes I have to do it in two, three, four, five takes. takes. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm not like, like, I'm not like sitting in the tub to do it for real when I'm filming, you know? Yeah. And if I was really making an ice cream vodka, I'm not sitting in the tub, you know? It's, and you probably wouldn't pour it right in the container because exactly, then the whole container exactly. It's all part of the, ske- yeah. the sketch. What is the best combo? Like a vodka with what flavor ice cream would oh, you say? great question. Yeah, Rocky question. Road maybe? Or? Um, it's funny. I always usually go for like mocha chip because there's something like Ooh. coffee-ish. Mm-hmm. Um I love coffee ice cream. Yeah, me too. I love coffee ice cream so much that I like my coffee to taste like coffee ice cream. That makes sense. Like, I, I'm one I of those love people. coffee and I love coffee ice cream. I'm just a big coffee person. What about a different type of booze? Do you ever do like Baileys in a coffee thing? Because I like vodka. So I don't, oh, I'm, like a ba- I'm a bad person. Okay. And this is so shocking to people. This is gonna, I mean, I wanna seem like such a fraud. I am not a big drinker. Mm. Even though my video where I went viral is drinking wine, I do all these vodka tub talks. But when I go out with my girlfriends, I have one drink. And like, I'm not even. But that's cool. Yeah. I mean, I don't. Like, I mean, there's nothing. Yeah, but the, the facade. facade is a, little is a lot bit. of people think I'm a big drinker. Yeah. Like, I, I want to go out for drinks with you. I'm like, oh, I'm not fun. Like, yeah. I have one drink and go home. <laughs> like, I have no desire uh-huh. to get drunk, you know. <laughs> Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are just as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They're milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. People are seeing a little behind the curtain now, but Mm -hmm. it's like... Yeah, I mean, I lied about smoking weed for years. 
Yeah. I never did that. Complete lie. Yeah. It was all part of your persona. Yeah, and then I went sober on this podcast to impress people. Oh my people. God, that's so funny. No, it's not true. I was oh, a huge oh. stoner. Oh, I was like, oh my God. I was like, did you fake an intervention? And like, it, yeah, I was like, oh my God. Honestly, I'm so that would have been such a good, anymore. that would have been a great long con. <laughs> no, Remy was the type of smoker that like we would leave the studio and she would light up. Yeah. Oh, like, really? she, yeah, heavy, heavy smoker. Yeah. But I think that's cool too that you can do the sketch of. Yeah. We don't know how much you're drinking in right, it. Right, right. And actually, my one followers cup. who watch me every day yeah. know I have it so together and know they don't see me drunk ever, you mm-hmm. know? So, I mean, do I like a glass of wine or a martini? Yes. But I'm never like having like five or six and getting drunk. Actually, and I have like a pretty strong no go and making videos when I'm drunk. Mm. Like I don't do any, if I'm, let's say I do go out with a girlfriend and we're having a couple of drinks, I, I have a strong no posting that night. That's like probably that. for the best. Yeah, I don't want drunk content out there. Yeah, because you, you would probably like think it's better than it actually yeah. is. And whatever. Do you, you just, could save it as a draft while you're drunk true. and then watch it the next day and be like, ooh. <laughs> be like, oh, yes, I'm correct for now posting. Um, do you just not like the feeling of being drunk? Or did you go a little too hard when you were younger? Like, well, what? I definitely was like in college in my 20s. I loved being drunk. You know, yeah. I just think as I got older, I just didn't like being hungover. True. Um, and I'm just like, I just I enjoy just not being drunk. Being clear headed. Yeah. Nice I like buzz. even again, I do like having a glass of wine or I like having a martini and being like a little buzz, mm-hmm. but I don't like being feeling sick the next day yeah you're too small to have more than one drink yeah (laughs) that's a good point it probably does affect you more when i was younger though like when i say like in my 20s oh my gosh i could drink i could have like seven vodka sodas when we were out at a bar and be absolutely fine really yeah how is that possible i don't know i was a champ youth youth. (laughs) yeah (laughs) and then once i got in my 30s i'd have like two drinks and then out for three days Mm -hmm. so yeah the hangovers really do get worse as you yeah like the second i turned 30 my hangovers were intolerable yeah and i i don't know what that is but i don't know anybody who can drink the same way that they did in their 20s and also that i'd be sad depressed yeah Yeah. and i just like didn't like feeling like that and with one drink i don't feel like that no yeah i actually i didn't drink at all at the beginning of this podcast and like in 2024 i've been having one cocktail Nice. Like it's not even just at like special events anymore. I'm just like, yeah, I'll have like one thing. Yeah. And it's weird because I was talking to a a listener who was like, yeah, I stopped drinking because of your like sober January episode that we did. Mm. And I was like, great. And she was like, yeah, my body feels so much better. And I was like, on the flip side, my body doesn't feel bad anymore when I drink. So it's just weird Mm -hmm. that like our our age and our bodies can change over time. And it's like, okay, adjust accordingly. Yeah. I mean, when I go on dates, I drink a little bit more. Mm. (laughs) Yeah, you know what? Because it's like, that's more like fun, uh, flirty. And and loosens you up a little. Yeah, I can enjoy the date better if it's like, you know. You think they're less boring if you're a little more toasted. (laughs) Well, that's definitely true. It's I'm not like, that oh, they're less boring. I'm like, each drink, you're getting better and better looking. Yeah. This is amazing. <laughs> I actually used to pregame before dates. Really? Yeah, Whoa. but that was like not a good habit. That Well, <laughs> it's because I was so anxious about right, going yeah. on the dates. No, it definitely takes a little pressure off. Yeah, but not a good idea if you're like looking for an actual connection. Right, yeah. Because no, you can't actually like 
form a real connection if neither one of you know where your nose is. Yeah, although my two ex-boyfriends ago, when I met him, we were both wasted when we met at the bar and that lasted for six years. Oh, really? Yeah, That's so, so it happens. Do you have a lot of long relationships? I've had a six-year relationship and a five-year relationship and then a lot of mini relationships. So I'm a mixture, okay. you know. Okay. Is it true that it takes half the time of the relationship to get over a relationship? Um, I don't know if the two long-term, if I'll ever like really get over either of them. Really? You know I mean? I think I'm to just say. gonna love yeah. them forever and yeah. I'm okay with it. I don't wanna get back with either of yeah. them, but I don't think I'll ever, um, when I see them with this other person, yeah. like have a little pit in little my stomach. Twinge. Do you know what I mean? No, that's so, I mean, this is why you're everyone's best friend then, because that's so losers, relatable. All these other losers, yeah. If like I date them for a week, Three days, three days. Over. Yeah. <laughs> three and a half days. Exactly. That applies, I think, to shorter term relationships. Yeah. Long term, especially if you were in love, I don't know if that ever goes away. That's interesting. Is there also part of it that's like, that was a version of me mm-hmm. that I will never get back? Yeah. And, and it's I a spent- chapter of your life. Like, it's, yeah. it was. Like someone you're with for six years, if I'm like, yeah, I don't like them anymore, but that's six years of memories that you were laughing with them and yeah. loving with them and having sex with them. Like, how can you just not like those? Uh, yeah, you know? and you're like, we grew up together yeah. a little bit, depending on where in your on life On my podcast, um, I called both them and interviewed them. And really? the one that was six years, um, we broke up seven years ago. We hadn't spoken since the day we broke up oh until the podcast. It's like that Marina Abramovich thing. Do you remember when she did... I didn't see it. Okay, she's a performance artist. And she, you know what I'm talking about, Lauren? She sat in a room in a chair and like people just came in to like stare at her and her like long lost love was one of those people and they just like stared at each other and it's like the most intense thing. But I oh need to listen gosh. to that. Oh my gosh. Oh my It is kind of like that because we both started crying on the phone. Yeah. Oh my really? God. Really? Yeah. It was like the most healing, most beautiful call. And I'm, I just actually really listen to the episode. Well, just actually his call because the others, I also interviewed two guys that I did short-term dates with. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm like, I can't believe I'm so lucky that I got this closure. Like most people do not get closures with exes, Mm-mm. you know? No. But we had like the most lovely call where he, we like thanked each other. We discussed the breakup, why we had to break up. It was... You know, I'm not crying. You guys get crying. into entertainment. You'll get closure with your ex. Yeah, right. Honestly, people are probably more likely to want to talk to you. But this yeah. is that was the guy who doesn't do social media. He still doesn't even have oh. Instagram. Oh, Whoa. okay. That is so hot. I could. I know. <laughs> like, there's something about that that is so appealing to me. Oh my god! Like somebody I know. who doesn't give a shit about any of this. Yeah, the last guy I dated also didn't have Instagram, and well, dated. I went on one date with him, but um, I I fell in love with him one day. <laughs> but um, he like he he lives in Paris. When I was in Paris, I went on a date with him. Okay, Ooh. anyway. He was like asking me questions about like my career and I was like explaining I'm a comic and I was, you know, get make money on social media. And he was like trying to grasp it because he's not on Instagram. Yeah. He's like, so you just post and someone will pay you? Like he couldn't, <laughs> he couldn't get it. And I was like, I love you. Like I love that this is just not your world whatsoever. This Wait, concept. so you find a lot of your men in the wild? On, on Lie, on Hinge. Oh, on, on Hinge. Yeah. Hinge is the best So he's one. down to have a Hinge profile, but not a social media profile. Uh, yeah, I guess. But that's just He's how you meet people now. now. No, <laughs> no, but that's just how you meet people. Like Hinge is the same as what a bar was in the 80s, yeah. I imagine. My boyfriend's never been on a dating app. I think it's the hottest thing about him. How did you meet your boyfriend? Comedy. He's a comic. Oh, yeah. okay. 
the how least I, hot thing about <laughs> but i met my boyfriend on hinge and i think hinge is it brings people oh, together man I think it was Jared Freed who said it. Like he was like, Hinge is the best because of the prompts. It like yes. gives you a mm-hmm. way to talk to people, not just like swipe on a picture. Like, and you're connected via someone else. Well, like there I think is there's... at least one person that you guys know in common, or at least that used to be the beginning of Hinge. Yeah, where that, it that's was so like true. the stakes so are a little higher. In its inception, that was the idea. Like it would show you you have one mutual friend on Facebook. Oh, I didn't know that. That See, was not my time. Here's the thing about okay. that. I didn't like that when that yeah. was the case because I was like, I don't want you asking this person, you know, Joe totally. Schmo from college, what mm. he thought about me or something. Like, I didn't want that connection. Yeah. But um, but now I don't think it's as much like that. Or if it is, okay. they don't show you who. I was yeah. always a bunch of people's hinge. Oh, that's funny. Like they would go on dates and they'd be like, I met this guy who knows you. And I'd be like, I don't care. You're like the 50th <laughs> person who was told Oh my God, that's this so funny. Today. You're like a modern day matchmaker in But a I way. didn't. Yeah, but yeah, exactly. That's so funny. No, but I agree with Jared's assessment that like yeah. the prompts are what make it so good because they ask a question and you can tell if someone's funny. You yeah. can tell if somebody. And it helps the dialogue, you know. So when I was going to to Paris in the prompt, so I changed my location to Paris. Mm-hmm. And then I wrote, I'm going to Paris from this date, this date. I'm looking for someone to take me out on a really romantic date. Hell yeah. And so a bunch of people like messaged me. Actually, this was the most matches I had gotten ever. I'm not surprised. I think surprised. it was like short term and, and guys loved that there was like no commitment. Like, it's just like, dating. let's yeah. go out. That and then I started wild. talking to this guy and we spoke for two weeks. But it was because of that. And then we started talking, like those prompts help you like say what you want and what you're looking for, something mm-hmm. funny. Yeah. And it also shows you if this person is extremely annoying because they- <laughs> yeah, No, you're right. The you're questions right. are like, where to find me at the party? And if the person says like, I'm petting the dog, you're like, all right, fuck off. Right. Well, yeah. at least well, for me. I, w- I, that's a, if it wasn't such a basic response. And that's why. It's because like, everybody says that. genuinely you- Great. Then great. I but also love the dog. But me like, too. But really? it's just everybody says yeah, that. Everybody yeah. says that. Or I could also see like uh, if a guy's, if you're like, what are you looking for? And then the guy's like, for a woman not to hurt me and break my heart. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, we have some problems. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Or if it's a woman and it's like, I just want someone who's going to take me seriously. Yeah, yeah. No one's mom who's going to get too involved in our relationship. Yeah, so when you see those type of prompts, you're like, okay, thank you for yeah. letting me know up top. <laughs> you mentioned call waiting. So you actually do call waiting on the Betches Network. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's such a fun show. People can actually call you and ask for advice. Yeah, and we each t- each week we do a different topic. So mm-hmm. like we did pet peeves and people would call in with their pet peeves or mm-hmm. worst wedding stories and people are calling in with the worst wedding stories. Sometimes we do just plain advice where people call in. But what's so cool, it's like the listen, it's like an old school it's, radio yeah, yeah, show. Yeah. And people yeah. just call in and we talk and yeah, it feels it's so great. retro in that way. It is. What has and that so experience personal, been like? like? Uh, oh my God, it's the best. It's mm-hmm. the because they're just real Pete. It's just like, yeah. it's, it sounds like, especially when you listen to it, it sounds like girlfriends talking. It sounds like I have just girlfriends calling in and we're talking about Because they already whatever. know you and you're like, I can glean that your vibe would be good because you like I me. meet my followers out all the time or I meet them at comedy shows. It is such a type. It is, Same. Yeah. It is dominantly women. Yeah. There's some men, but but dominantly women. But And the men are men that 
can chill with women. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. They're not this misogynistic, like rough around the edges type men. Um, no, you've pre-vetted them yeah. by them being a fan of yours. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And everyone's just so nice. And like, I hear so many stories of fans that they'll message me and they're like, I was at your show and I started talking to the person next to me at the table. And then when the check came, she picked up my drinks or like, oh. like people at the shows, everyone's like so nice to each yeah, other so wholesome yeah so it's like i i'm not nervous about people calling in because i'm not nervous who's calling in i know these people yeah it's a type so mm. it's been great do you have ice cream and vodka at your shows i don't <laughs> but a lot because people will bring gifts for mm-hmm. me. It's, again it's so cute <laughs> a lot of times i'll get vodka and ice cream That's That's just amazing. a lot of freezer bags yeah right i love it robin you've been such a delight yeah You've been the best. You have a tour coming up where people can meet each other and see you. <laughs> Tell us about that. So it's called the Robin Shawl Experience. So I started off as a stand-up, but mm-hmm. now, because my followers like the videos and like t- calling in and talk to me, so I reshaped the show. It's no longer stand-up. It's called the Robin Shawl Experience because it's the experience that they get from the follow me online. So mm-hmm. it's, it's half stand up, half games. I bring people up. Oh, There's so a backup on stage. Yeah. yeah. No. So I, <laughs> I hope so. And that, that would be sick. <laughs> so I, I do 90 minutes. So that's because it's not stand up. Yeah, yeah. 90 minutes of straight stand up would have been insane. But uh, there's video. It's an experience. Uh, so you could find the shows at my website at robinshaw.com. I'm going all over the country. Boston. Amazing. Texas. Oh, that everywhere. sounds so Is it fun. interactive at all? The show. Yeah. It's so so interactive. Great. I mean, people are constantly, con- I'm bringing people up constantly. Yeah. Um, and everyone's like safe. No one's getting made fun of. No one looks stupid on stage. It's just like a happy, mm-hmm. funny, you just for an hour and a half laugh and have a good time. Yeah. People yeah. get scared of crowd work because of some of the clips online. Yeah. Because yeah. there you're, are a lot of comics. You're that, safe. Go after yeah, but people. Not, yeah. But that's not my my comedy. You're just involving people yes. in what is it's an unforgettable night. time. Yeah. Everyone laugh and forget our problems. Where can they find tickets to the tour? You could go to my website, robinshawl.com, R-O-B-Y-N, Shawl, S-C-H-A-L-L. Amazing. And if you don't happen to be hitting up their cities, where can they follow you online? At Comic on Instagram and TikTok. Fantastic. We're so happy that we got to have you, you on here. Thank you for having me. This Again, so she doesn't fun. do other people's podcasts. <laughs> yeah. This is the exclusive. I very selective. This I want to feel I want to feel like it's a safe environment and I I think you guys are great at what you do thank you so much we love you yeah we really do um you guys that's it for today's episode be sure to send your questions to dst at betches.com to get them answered and follow us at diet starts tomorrow on instagram yes please do and if you like this episode please write us a review say how you feel say how you feel and don't forget to check out our dst merch on shop.betches.com rate review and subscribe and while you're at it follow me at lubination follow me at remy cast follow Robin and remember we're always with you through thick and thin Diet Starts Tomorrow is produced by Rebecca Steinberg and Lauren Hope Crass editing by Rebecca Steinberg social media by Lauren Hope Crass and guest booking by Allie Friedlander be sure to follow Diet Starts Tomorrow on Instagram Twitter and Facebook and send us your emails to dst at betches.com or your voicemails to 212-287-5650. Betches.